Welcome to 30-Minute Nutrition, a podcast containing fast facts for patients and practitioners. Each episode is 30 minutes or less and covers trending nutrition topics you truly care about, minus the misinformation. I'm Annika Weeks, but you can call me Ani. As a registered diet technician, copywriter, consultant, and mentor, my goal for this space is to help translate tricky science into practical tips with the help of some of the best dietitians and experts in the field. I hope to meet you where you are every other week for an exciting conversation. Tune in in the carpool lane, during chores, on a run, or simply when you want to learn more. Whether you're here to help clients, your community, yourself, or your kiddos, together we'll nourish your niche. As always, this podcast episode is intended for educational purposes only. For individualized nutrition recommendations, please contact your personal dietitian or healthcare professionals. Hi friends, just wanted to give you a quick bonus episode. I was so behind in getting an episode out this month. As I mentioned in episode 30, I was sick and you guys were just so patient and waiting that I wanted to introduce you to some things that I learned last year. I listened to a podcast called The Lucy Genius and she's just amazing. And she had an episode where she talked about 10 things that sort of changed her life in 2023. So I kind of wanted to do the same thing, but with nutrition approaches. So here are five different things that I did differently in 2023 than I did the years before that really helped to have a positive, me to have a positive relationship with food and with my diet. So only one of these is a product. (laughs) So just want to start with that. But we got a veggie chopper this year and it was after a lot of people had talked to us about this (laughs) and I just want to say it legit has changed our lives. For me, this is super important because I actually have a circulation disorder. I've talked about this before. It's a, um, it's called postural orthostatic tachycardic syndrome or POTS for short. And it just means my blood pressure does not always stay where I want it to be. So sometimes my circulation is a little off and I can get dizzy if I'm standing for long amounts of time. And veggie choppers, especially with onions, it was just amazing this year to see how quickly that helped us get through chopping different vegetables. We actually used ours so much that I broke it by the end of the year and we just ordered a new one for this year that has some more attachments and things. It's so versatile and I would just highly suggest if you're wanting to make more meals at home, but you just... I don't know. You don't want to buy expensive tools, but you want something that can help. These can be $20 or under. I think our first one was under $10 and then we just bought a little bit of a nicer one for under $20. So this is kind of an inexpensive thing you can get that can really help hasten mealtime. And you can even, as I mentioned in previous episodes, you can do ingredient prep, not even a whole meal prep, but just chopping the ingredients ahead of time. And it can just be really useful. And I can attest to that. That's one thing that... (laughs) for real changed our life this year. So if you're considering maybe a new kitchen tool to get, don't feel like you have to spend a lot of money. The veggie choppers are awesome. I also want to mention, I think we got our first one at somewhere like, I don't know, TJ Maxx or Ross. And we just made sure to clean it before we used it. And we loved it. Honestly, it was just, I accidentally chopped it wrong and broke part of it. And so we just got one that was a little more, you know, Ani friendly <laughs> for, I guess I was just, you know, that's where I was letting my anchor out or something. But anyway, definitely would recommend if you don't already have a veggie chopper to get one. Number two, one diet approach that I took this year that really 
changed my relationship with food is I started removing the guilt from when my meal plan didn't go perfectly. I stopped measuring the success of my meal plan by whether we stuck to it or whether it planned out perfectly. And I started actually just thinking about, did this meal plan actually give me peace of mind this week? Even if we didn't follow it or had to throw some food away. Of course, I don't like food waste, but that really helped me to have a really positive relationship with food this year and especially with my meal plan, which I kind of have a love-hate relationship with sometimes. So this year in 2024, I feel like I'm going into the year knowing that I can spend my very limited free time (laughs) with meal planning and it's still something valuable even if we don't stick to it and that removes a lot of the guilt or shame from not following it especially I don't know if other nutrition professionals are listening but sometimes I feel like because I am a nutrition professional my meal plan should professionally perfectly work (laughs) out every time I don't know if anyone feels that same way but that helped me a lot just knowing that um just like I've talked about this before I'm not the skinniest person talking about nutrition (laughs) that you'll ever see and removing the shame and guilt from that helped a lot too so just along that same vein you know when my meal plan doesn't go perfectly doesn't mean I'm a bad nutrition expert it just means that's part of life (laughs) and coming to terms with that this year really helped me So the third approach that sort of changed my life this year, and I know this is so basic, you guys are going to laugh at me, but freezer meals really, (laughs) really helped us. I went through some health issues this year. I've talked a little bit about getting diagnosed with PCOS this year um, and some of the fatigue and things I dealt with with that. And having freezer meals on hand really helped. This is something I hadn't really embraced before. It's something I had recommended a lot. But I also felt like we were kind of limited in freezer space. And so this year I kind of got smart about it and I did veggies and main meal components instead of having these huge giant bags of soup or something like that. I actually some days would just buy the steamable freezer veggies instead of buying the fresh ones just because I knew I could stick those in the microwave and I wouldn't have to watch them on the stove or anything. And so even just little components like that can help. Soups are really helpful too if you kind of get them compressed down and if the instructions or notes by whoever created the recipe say that it's freezer friendly that can help too. A lot of times they'll indicate in the notes um, some soups freeze better than others. So again just those meal components being frozen really helped. You of course want to know how to thaw things correctly but again such a basic thing (laughs) but we really embraced it this past year and that helped a lot. I share very freely. I know we have an episode that talks about foodborne illness and how it's a little riskier if you're regularly buying like pre-made kits and salad kits and things, but we thrived on salad kits this year. So I kind of weighed the risks and benefits of that for us. And I don't know that we would have eaten a salad if it hadn't come in a kit this year. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Even though I do know sometimes the risks are a little bit higher for those. Just keep on those recall lists, guys. Let me tell you, (laughs) that'll give you a lot of peace of mind knowing that if there's an issue, you'll get an alert and you don't constantly have to worry about exposing your family to that. All right, that's a whole nother episode. But (laughs) the fourth thing we did this year or that I did this year that was so, so helpful for me was I actually started eating with an awareness of and in support of my hormone health, as I alluded to before in this episode and also in other episodes. I was diagnosed with PCOS this past year. You guys are going to hear a lot more about this because I have a hormone health expert coming on. But for me personally, this obviously resonated with me a lot. And I started taking a closer look about how foods affected my blood sugar, how they affected what my hormones were doing. 
and I started really eating in regular intervals. And this is, again, with something I've recommended to clients. When I work with dietitians, I hear them recommend this as well. That's for some people, not for everyone, right? But for some people, eating smaller meals more frequently can be really, really helpful for stabilizing blood sugar. Again, I always add a disclaimer for every episode. So know that that's not something you have to start right away. It's just something if you meet with a registered dietitian for personal reasons, they might suggest that. For me, this was really helpful. I rarely miss a snack or meal now, and I've actually been able to lose a little bit of weight and reach some other goals that I feel are meaningful to me, such as feeling a little bit more energy, being able to get through the workday a little bit better. So again, not just losing weight, but having those other goals that are meaningful to me, it's really been helpful. So I would highly suggest, especially um, for women in their childbearing years, if you're having struggle... (laughs) Uh, trying to figure out your hormones. I know I've talked with a lot of friends that are my age that are dealing with that. Um, again, I'm not the expert on that alone. So I would highly recommend meeting with a dietitian that that is their specialty first and then getting advice from them personalized to your specific situation. So that's super helpful. And again, I'll have an episode coming out soon-ish sometime this year about hormone health and kind of how to avoid that misinformation. But that was a huge turning point for me this year um, to kind of not only eat in the healthy patterns that are kind of generally recommended, but to seek out expert advice for myself individually and get that personalized recommendation about eating for my hormone health and just general health. So Again, you might want to look closer um, how things are affecting blood sugar, et cetera. So that way you can achieve your goals, feel energized and things. Like I mentioned, I'm just on the road to that. I'm not perfect in that yet. So just know that we're all working towards it together. (laughs) All right. The final and fifth thing I did this year that I'm not even kidding you guys. These things changed my life. These approaches really helped (laughs) give me peace of mind. And we're so helpful. And this one, I think maybe should have been listed first because I feel like I use this more than anything else. But I made a list on my phone of go-to meals for when company comes. And this list actually ended up sort of being a list for when we have especially busy weeks as well. And we just kind of need extra meals in the fridge. Um, Because I don't know how you guys feel, but when we have a busy week, we don't want to like leave the house again to go pick up food, even though that's the easy option. We just want kind of reliable meals, home-cooked meals that will feel really fueling um, and or help feed a bunch of people if we have a crowd. Um, Something that's just kind of taking more of our attention than usual, whether it be work or doctor's appointments or other obligations or commitments. So a couple ideas of things on my list are we have a thing called crockpot chicken that I I literally think it's chicken and like a stick of butter and Italian seasoning. So it might not be the healthiest meal, but it does have some fats in there, some protein, and we usually eat it with rice. So it can make a ton of food. It's actually something we take when we're going to someone else's house and have maybe offered to bring dinner somewhere. It's so easy. It's really filling. Again, maybe not something you want to be eating all the time, but it does if you're using chicken. Of course, that's a lean protein. So it's got some aspects um, of a really healthy meal going on. And of course, you can sub regular rice for brown rice and things like that. So that's one of our favorites. We also have a family favorite called tacos over rice, which is exactly what it sounds. It's kind of the taco meal components. Um, But instead of putting it in a taco shell or a tortilla, you actually just eat it on top of rice with all those same toppings like uh, tomatoes and cheese and 
olives, other things kind of, it's more of an American style <laughs> recipe than it is a Mexican style. So that one's another one. We also are big fans of instant pot recipes. We have one called chicken taco soup that we do a lot. I believe that's from Curl's Corner. And um, she's awesome. She's got so many recipes. And let me know if you want the links for that because I'm always happy to share. And then we also have one called Asian chicken that we love that came from a book we got at Costco. And that's an amazing one. We also have just some other family recipes and things like gluten-free lasagna that we found that work for us. I personally eat gluten-free for just personal health reasons. I've done lots of testing, so I don't <laughs> I don't always recommend that for everybody. Uh, definitely take your own personal test. Don't just start eating gluten-free just because. But for our family, it's usually really helpful my husband doesn't mind gluten-free recipes as long as he can't kind of taste the rubbery noodles <laughs> or things like that. So we found this gluten-free lasagna to be really helpful because just like regular lasagna, it's fun and it's super easy and it tastes really good. So just know if you are eating with some dietary restrictions that, you know, you don't have to avoid some of those more comfort food items. That's something that's on our list for these easy meals. We also have some stews, soups, and then we have a really easy tenderloin recipe. I would highly recommend looking at recipes where you just marinate the meat because you can mix that up ahead of time and then just do minimal preparation. We also have a fajita recipe that's very similar to that. So those are the five things that really helped this year. I hope you enjoyed hearing and I honestly, truly would love to hear if you guys had any approaches or maybe kitchen tools or mantras or affirmations that stuck with you this year that really, or this past year in 2023, that really changed the way you think about food and improve your relationship with food. I would love to hear that. As always, you can send me a message. There's a form you can fill out that's super quick at anniweeks.com slash podcast. That's A-N-N-I-W-E-E-K-S.com slash podcast. So excited to talk our, in our next episode, but until then, nourish your niche. What did you love about today's episode? What were you able to learn about yourself and your next steps? I'd love to hear from you in the reviews. The more you review, like, and share this podcast, the easier it is for people just like you to find it and to begin a more fulfilling nutrition journey. For answers to my most frequently asked questions, free resources, and more, visit aniweeks.com today. Until next time, nourish your niche.